when I started, I was, I was very timid and I'd come out of a a very toxic place Mm -hmm. and it not only showed my fencing, I was very timid in my fencing, but also in my personality Mm -hmm. a lot more. I didn't speak up or even in like school, I didn't really answer questions. I always had good grades, but I did a lot of stuff kind of last minute or didn't care as much, but I just, it helped me to build my confidence as an athlete, as a student, and just kind of as an overall person, Mm -hmm. I'd say. And like, I still struggle with those things, but I have so many tools to help me get through stuff like that. And I think it's really important just even to non-athletes it's like so important in everything in your life to have that kind of confidence to just kind of be yourself hey there we're christina and brianne and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor podcast. Hello, everybody. I am here with five phenomenal athletes who are going to be sharing their experience in the elite competitor program, but also just with how their mental and physical game has changed since they started to prioritize their mental game. And I can tell you from personal experience, working with each one of these athletes that they have come so far. I'm so proud of each of them for what they've accomplished in their sport, but also just for who they are as people. So this is a treat that you get to hear from them, and I can't wait for, for uh, what they have to say. So I'm going to allow each of them to introduce themselves. They're going to tell you their name, age, and what sports they play. So I'm going to start with Michaela. Hi, my name is Michaela, and I'm 17 years old, and I play volleyball. And Michaela just earned a scholarship to play volleyball in college. Where are you playing next year? I'm going to play at Dickinson State University in North Dakota. That's right. A huge accomplishment achieved. You should be so proud of yourself. Okay, Kylie. Hi, I'm Kylie. I am 14 years old, and I play basketball and soccer. That's right. We got a multi-sport athlete here. Kylie just came back from state for basketball, which was an amazing experience. Freshman playing on varsity. So awesome. Okay, Emma. Hi, my name is Emma. I'm 14 years old and I play basketball, volleyball, track and swim. Yes, Emma, I think earns, I think she holds the award for the athlete who's played the most amount of sports (laughs) to come through the program so far. That's a lot. All right. Tyne. My name is Tyne. I'm 15. I'm an alpine ski racer. I play soccer and then I also run track and cross country. Okay, maybe Tyne and Emma are tied. <laughs> yeah, so Tyne, Alpine Ski Racer. And those of you that just, you know, at the time of recording, the Olympics just ended. And I tell Tyne all the time when I watch the Olympics and I see the Alpine Ski Racers, I'm like, there's Tyne. That's what she does. So pretty awesome. Okay, and Savannah. Hi, I'm Savannah. I'm 16 years old and I'm a fencer. Great. Savannah is an accomplished fencer. 
which is pretty awesome. All right. I have some questions here for our athletes to answer. First one, how important is the mental game when it comes to your sport? So Michaela, I'm going to have you answer that one first. How important is the mental mental side of volleyball is pretty big for me. And like, not only for me, but but for other um, girls with volleyball, you can't be six individual people on the court. You have to play as a team and really become a family on the court. If you if you don't succeed at doing that, then most of the time, everything you're doing is going to break down. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't say that better myself. Volleyball, especially, I mean, with all the sports, it's super important, but you know, if you, if you've got these individual players out there, all just kind of in their head, as a lot of people say, then it's not going to be great. Not going to be great for the team. Okay. Savannah, how about for you? How important is the mental game in fencing? For fencing, I find it to be close to 50% of the game, especially as it's an individual sport. It's really easy to get in your head and you just really have to rely on yourself and your mental prep to really pull you through, especially in such stressful like scenarios, if it's close or even if it's not, or if this is about to get into the finals or this will get you a bunch of points or help you qualify for this without having other people there besides like a coach and sometimes not even that. It's Mm -hmm. really important to be very strong mentally. And oftentimes that can help you win a lot more than just being physically strong. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love that. That especially that last sentence. A lot of times that will help you win more than being just physically strong. And Savannah said it perfect, like 50%, you know, if you were to guess like mental game makes up 50% of the game, but a lot of athletes don't actually work. They only work 50% of their game. They only work the physical side of it. And I, you know, if I were to ask each of you, what percentage that you think the mental game makes up, I would get probably answers anywhere from like 50 to even a hundred. Right. But so often this piece is missed or we think like, oh, I only need it when I'm struggling or this and that when like Savannah, I mean, has had some amazing accomplishments in fencing. And I know the mental game plays a big part in that. Okay. Next question. Why did you decide to work on the mental side of your game? Like what, what made you decide to even do this in the first place? So Emma, I'm going to go with you for that question. At first it just popped up on Facebook and my mom was like, Hey, we should do this because for me, I was a big perfectionist in all my sports and like everything I did. And I was very anxious about a lot of things and like a mistake would break me down kind of. So I needed to gain that self-confidence that I didn't have a lot in myself then. So we just decided to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Mom knows best, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Okay, what about for you, Tyrone? What made you decide to really go all in and work on the mental side of your game? I guess like the fact that I was working so hard with like the physical part of it and in all my sports and then like coming back from injuries and stuff I really struggled with like mentally getting back into it and like that I guess like keeping my focus and like just like that mental aspect so like working on working through that and like learning new skills of how to like keep myself in it and stuff like that like keep my focus Mm -hmm. when things were not going the right way 
Oh yeah. And injury is like the perfect example of how important the mental side is because your mind goes lots of different places when you're injured and you can't like be in the role that you were normally in, or even like the fear of coming back. And yeah, I know you worked through a lot with that time. Okay. Next question is what changes did you notice once you started to prioritize mental trainer, mental game, or go through the elite competitor program and just make it a priority. Like you do your physical game. So Kylie, what do you think about that? (laughs) What changes did you notice? I found like a new confidence in myself like being on the fields because I used to play like this little like bit of like fearfulness and just something that would like hold me back and I knew like I had this potential that I could get to but I just wasn't getting there and I think I was doing physically wasn't working but I've definitely seen a huge improvement of me getting to that full potential now yeah oh that's so awesome I mean you hit the nail on the head we do a lot of times athletes like we think I want to get to this next level so I just need more physical training right like I need to be more, I need to get in the gym. I need a personal trainer. I need, you know, and those things help they do. But like Kylie said, it wasn't getting me where I wanted to be or where I needed to be. And, you know, you feel like athletes, as you're listening to this, if you feel like you have another level in you and you're not accessing it, likely it's your mental game. It's probably like some, some sort of thing, you know, that, that, you're getting in your own way, you know, or you're, you're not allowing yourself to reach that level. So yeah. Michaela, what about you? What changes did you start to notice? The changes I noticed was I was a very emotional person before I started the elite competitive program. And just like Kylie said, like, I I really found like the confidence in myself and I really dug down deep and really like, like believed in, you know, if I put in the time and the effort to working on my mental training, that it would someday pay off. And it definitely has. I, um, on the court now, I'm not an emotional person. I like all the athletes who have been through the elite competitor program, like they know, like there's certain parts of it that is amazing. Like, just like my reset word, like things would get hard for me. And I would just say my reset word and it would make everything that I had ever messed up on go away. And it would just make, it would bring me back and tell and it would bring me back so I could tell myself that I just need to work on the next play I I need to help my team get better like I need to work for my teammates Mm -hmm. yeah when you say you're an emotional player so we've talked about this what do you what do you mean by that what I mean what I mean by is I would I would get very frustrated frustrated with myself and I would cry on the court I it, it was it was something inside of me that just it needed to come out and it was very frustrating because I didn't want to cry on the court. It just, that was my, that was my out of expressing my feelings. Yeah. And I mean, just like I said, my reset word has really helped me. And ever since I started like from the elite competitor program, I have not cried once on the court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I remember talking to you about that and like saying, you know, it's okay to feel your emotions. It's okay. Like that's not what we're trying to stop, but crying on the court does not lead to great performance. Right? Yes. So yeah, that's so awesome that, that you were able to, to turn that around and really, you know, do what you needed and wanted to do on the court. So great. Okay. I think, yeah, we got that. Okay. This question I just find interesting. So were there other areas outside of your sport or your performance that started to change 
or improve after you started working on your mental game? So we're talking like, yes, we know you probably got some awesome wins in your sport, but were there anything, any other things that you noticed that started to change or improve? And we're going to go to Emma for that first. I would say like, as a person, I was kind of like a follower with people, like with friends and I wouldn't really do make a lot of like decisions on my own and go my own way. But now I don't really follow people that I don't want to always hang out with at that time. And I feel a little more independent, like I can make my own decisions and do what I kind of want to do and stuff like that. And it's just when talking to people, I'm probably more confident in myself because I like know who I am a little bit more and it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, I love what you said about not being a follower as much now that you, you know, are more confident in who you are and what you want and what you don't want. That's just as important as what you want. Yeah. Great. What about you, Savannah? Were there other areas outside of your, of your sport that started to change or improve? I'd say a lot of aspects outside of just fencing, like my overall confidence as a person, like my style, I was more myself just in daily conversation and stuff because when I started, it, I was I was very timid and I'd come out of a, a very toxic place. Mm-hmm. And it not only showed my fencing, I was very timid in my fencing, but also in my personality mm-hmm. a lot more. I didn't speak up or even in like school, I didn't really answer questions. I always had good grades, but I did a lot of stuff kind of last minute or didn't care as much. But I just it helped me to build my confidence as an athlete as a student and just kind of as an overall person mm-hmm. I'd say and like I still struggle with those things but I have so many tools to help me get through stuff like that and I think it's really important just even to non-athletes it's like so important in everything in your life to have that kind of confidence to just yeah. kind of be yourself oh yeah I love that. There's really nothing better. Like that's the, that's the whole mission is that we can show up as our authentic selves. And that's where, that's where that confidence comes in. And that's where we can really live in that freedom. And that's when we actually start to play better and, you know, just enjoy life a lot better when we can just be ourselves. So, yeah. And I love that you said, like, you still struggle with those things. It's not like when you start to work on your mental game that you all of a sudden don't struggle with confidence ever or never make mistakes, but now you have tools on how you can navigate your way through that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. now talking specifically about the elite competitor program, what was your favorite part? Let's just think back. I know some of you, it's been like a little bit since you actually were in the program, but let's think back. Like what was your favorite part of actually going through the program? Michaela, what was yours? My favorite part was probably doing the dream board workshop that I still have my dream board up on my wall right now. It's as you you think in your head, if you put a dream board up that, you know, it, it, things might not come true. And yes, some things on my dream board did not come true. But, you know, a, as I looked at like daily reminders of what like certain quotes said or what certain people said, like it really made an impact on me to start believing these things. Like as I said them to myself, as I read them to myself, it it really meant a lot to me. And then I really started to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
just like what Savannah said, even if like you're a non-athlete, like it really does help with like, like your outside life, uh, your outside life rather than like your sport. Like it really does help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. And what you surround yourself with really shapes what you believe in and what you achieve. Yeah. Cool. What about you? What was your favorite part? I really loved all of it, but I loved coming up with affirmations and then you'd find evidence how you're coming closer to those to prove to yourself, hey, slowly but surely we are getting to where you want to be. And I also loved, I like hearing like from other people on Zoom calls and stuff and like connecting like that. And I love that you have like full, like, forever access to all those modules and stuff. And I like that we get to ask you questions and I really loved all of it. Yeah, and that's like 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. How about this? Now, this is just like a practical thing because you all know that like you're busy, you play sports. A lot of you play multiple sports and you have school and you have potentially a social life. I hope, I hope you have that too. You're like, eh, kind of, it's a lot. So like, how did you fit in time to work on your mental game? So let's go with time first on that. I guess it definitely wasn't easy. Like it, I mean, adding anything to a busy sports, social school, high school life is, but like, I guess like it helped definitely like my time management skills got better, but like, if I was going to sit down to do an hour of homework, like getting rid of my phone for that hour or whatever and like making more out of my time definitely like showed me that I had a lot more time than like getting off my phone more to like instead of spending an hour on TikTok or whatever it was like taking the hour to go to a module or like changing how I managed and like what I did with my time Mm -hmm. instead of like wasting it like putting it to use and like when I sat down to do something, like I just, I worked on that for however long. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like you had like a mindset shift around where you're prioritizing your time and, you know, and when we say like you have these goals and you want to perform in a certain way, or you want to achieve something like you gotta, you can't just say that. And then not you know, walk the walk. So it sounded like time, especially for you, you were like, I'm just going to prioritize what's important and be realistic. And also you're kind of hard, like, okay, let's look at this. I'm spending an hour on TikTok, then I probably have a half hour that I can spend once a week to go through a module. So yeah. Kylie, what about you? How do you, how do you make this happen? I would say the big thing for me is something that my dad has said to me for a while is like, if it's important to you, you will find a way. If it isn't, you'll find an excuse. Mm. So that was really just like big to me and finding time for anything, honestly, in my life is that there's always going to be like little bits of time and also just like planning out my day, knowing what I have and like when I will have time, even like looking at my week, knowing when I can fit in a module that like really helps me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wise words from your dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And oh, you're absolutely right. Like planning out your week, being intentional, putting it on your calendar, like yeah. And it's not that much time, honestly, but it, but it makes a huge difference. Like you don't have to work on your mental game for as long as you work on your physical game, physical game. It's just as important as your physical game, but it actually doesn't take as much time. You know, you spend like three hours practicing. You don't need to spend three hours a day working on your mental game. No, 
it's actually in, it's intertwined in everything you do though, because you're like changing your thoughts and you're using your mistake rituals. So it's like intertwined, but actually working like with that little piece in the program, like 30, 40 minutes once a week on the modules, like we can fit that in. So yeah, great, great tips too. Okay. We are getting to the end of this. We're, we're wrapping up, but I have two last questions. This one is about a story or a situation. So we want to hear, okay. Do you have a story or a situation or a win that you've experienced where your mental game helped you? How, like, let's, let's talk about that. Savannah, do you have anything to share about that? Oh my gosh. It's like basically every competition or bout since I really started getting serious about my mental game, but I'd say recently I had probably my best result at Junior Olympics, which is just like a big national competition. And in the age division up, which is juniors, I ended up getting fifth. And a lot of the girls I had to face have been girls that have beaten me in the past. And before, I think, even if not consciously, I might have had a mental block that would make me kind of like expect to lose to them. Mm-hmm. but I think as long as I I was able to recognize when I had those feelings and I was able to turn them into a positive as well as I was able to feel just kind of understand my body and the signals it was giving me because a lot of the time before I would just I would just ignore it I'd be like no 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 you're not you're not nervous you're fine which was just a very temporary fix until like five minutes and then I'm like oh my god I'm so but it's just improved my, not only just my results, but also my, what's the word? Like consistency with results. Mm. So yeah, I've just seen improvement everywhere and it's really good to see. Yeah. That's awesome. And that fifth place at at junior Olympics, I mean, that that's super awesome. I'm so happy to get that message from you. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Tyne? Any stories you want to share in this area? I've definitely had a lot. Um, One that was pretty recent was a race a couple weekends ago for alpine skiing. And my pole snapped in the middle of my run. And like on the fly, you don't have time to like reset or think or whatever. I mean, you have time to think. Like you don't have time to like reset. So Mm -hmm. I had to like bring it back together and like ski the rest of the course with like a half pole and just to like bringing my mind back in and like focusing to finish the run because I was in first place after like this was the second run so I was in first so like bringing my mind back to like finish the run and just like keep going was definitely like I don't like I I don't think I don't think I could have done that before Mm -hmm. I started working on my mindset I would have like gone crazy yeah that is such a good story when you told me that I was like wait your pole snapped and then you just keep going down the hill (laughs) that's a great example I mean a great example of like when you start to work on your mental game it's not like those things aren't going to happen to you like you're still going to hit adversity but now you have the skills to navigate it and how to compose yourself yeah great story okay wrapping up this is our last question we're going to hear from everybody on this one what would you tell other athletes who are considering joining the elite competitor program or prioritizing their mental game? What would you tell them? 
Michaela, what would you tell them? I would tell them it's it's definitely a good investment to, you know, mm-hmm. really dig down deep and like, even though it might sound crazy to you, because it did sound crazy to me at first, like, why why do I need to work on my mental game? Like, I'm fine. Like, ev- everything's already in place. But mm-hmm. until you actually start to, you know, hear from other people and hear other people's experience and ask you questions and really like dig deep and like do meditations and like visualize yourself like becoming like the best you you can be mm-hmm. then that is really an eye opener of it is worth it it is it is worth all the time you spent it's all it's worth all the workshops all of the zoom calls it is worth every little bit of it yeah oh that's awesome kylie what would you tell other athletes who are considering prioritizing their mental game I would tell them that it is really important and definitely worth it. For me, I didn't really realize like how many different like elements and parts and things like that there were to it because a lot of things are things that kind of happen that I don't really think about. But being able to know those and like learn how to control them has just been really huge, huge for me in my growth in my game. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And Kylie and I just had a one-on-one right before this. And I remember you saying like, I actually never thought about this, you know, like with self-talk and that it's actually super important. It really impacts my game. (laughs) Yeah. Emma, what about you? It's, I didn't realize how important it was until I did it. And doing the work is very important, but like using your time wisely Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're trying to fit it in when you can. And it's just so important. And I don't, I, I don't know. It's just really important. I can't believe how much I've changed just from doing the program. It's really Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. That's so great. See, yeah. Michaela, you can, Kayla needs to head out. See you later, Michaela. (laughs) Thank you guys. All right. Tyne, what would you tell other athletes who are considering Join the program. It's definitely like, like if you're going to do it, you have to commit a hundred percent. It's not something that you can like half do, but yeah. if you're willing to put in the work, like it's not just, it's going to help you more than just in your sports. And like, it'll help like the things that you learn through the program and through improving your mental is things you can take into like your school, your social life, all that, like just into every aspect of your life that will like help you. And yeah. 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 That's a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. First thought. Yeah. Like be all in, do it. Like if you're going to do it, do it. And that it's not just going to impact your sport. Absolutely. All right. Savannah, what would you tell other people considering joining? I would say to just go for it and again, really commit yourself and also don't be afraid because honestly, when I started, I was a bit hesitant because to me it kind of felt like well there's nothing wrong with me like but I realized that everyone struggles with this and it's hard to see until it's all laid out in front of you and you actually improve and then you look back and you're like wow <laughs> yeah that made such a difference just doing very small things it's honestly it's not super hard but it's so important mm-hmm. and it doesn't take very much time and it just takes commitment and effort, I'd say. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. Couldn't set it better myself. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just small things and there is nothing wrong with you. Right. I love that you brought that up. This isn't this. I've had other athletes who are like, is this like counseling or, you know, like, what am I doing? Like, oh, it's not count. Like count. There's a place for counseling. This is like just giving you tools on, on how you can use your mental game to your advantage and level up in your sport. So, well, I hope each of you know how proud I am of you. You have put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the work and it's paying off. So I'm super proud of you. You should be proud of yourselves. And thank you for being here and sharing your experience because it's going to, it's going to change the game for a lot of other athletes too. So thank you. And athletes, remember your mental game is your biggest competitive advantage.